0: Welcome to C3 Belconic. Here's the latest message from our senior pastor, Nick Hind. So looking forward to uh, sharing some thoughts with you today about the, the topic that's on the screens right behind me, this idea of being dressed for success. Um, and I don't know about you, but in my world, that's something I do think about a little bit. I do think about, hey, I'm, I'm heading off to work. What am I going to wear uh, today? Um, make sure, making sure you're appropriately attired or comfortable, whatever the scenario is. But I've got to be honest, I have not got a hold of this working from home kind of scenario in, in that front. I know there are some people who think, yay, working from home. You know, I get to wear my pajamas all day. I just can't even get my head in the game when I'm like that. We've had so many chats with our kids over the last little while uh, as we're trying to keep them on some kind of school schedule. And um, we're saying, hey, it's probably going to help if you actually get dressed. Let's not do school in your pajamas today. And uh, it's just exciting. It's a whole other thing to uh, debate about uh, in the mornings now. I would have thought that like school from home would have... Made it easier to be on time, but it doesn't seem to in our world uh, at all. Um, I've been a part of so many like Zoom calls and FaceTimes and things, and um, you know, things that used to be a phone conversation that we're now doing uh, by video. And uh, and it's fascinating to see what some of you guys uh, are are working in. Um, And every now and then there's, you know, kids in Superman outfits or, uh, you know, zooming past the back of the screen. And so, I think this is kind of an interesting thought for us, is what are we What are we actually putting on? What, what's the, the framework that we're putting on? What helps us uh, get ready for success? What do you wear in a pandemic? What do you wear in total uh, isolation? I, I hope you've been keeping up with the washing and stuff like that, and you, you're not just down to the dregs. Uh, and we've been joking as we go to these online services about how many people are probably uh, sitting at home in their pajamas uh, when they've probably used to, you know, get their Sunday best on to, to come out to church. So, hey, while, while you just take a moment now and keep those those you know shots of you and your friends or your family um you know doing church uh, together send them in uh, you can actually uh, email them through to connect at c3belconnen.org.au we want to keep posting stuff on uh, instagram and uh, Keeping us all connected in that way, while you, you know, maybe either type into the chat and joke about, you know, the the unicorn onesie that you're wearing a church today, um, or or uh, sending us a photo uh, of that. Let me just read a scripture to you about this. Uh, Colossians chapter three says this: says You used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world, but now it's the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you've taken off or you've stripped off your old sinful nature and all of its wicked deeds. It says in verse 10, it said, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, I just want to you know, underline that for us. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free, marked or unmarked. Christ is all that matters. And He lives in all of us. Verse 12 says, Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you should clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I'm sure right now I've just described everything that, that you are just putting on every single day. You're being so patient. You're being so humble. You're being so gentle towards others. Mercy and kindness are just flowing out of you at the moment. And I bet you're doing this. In verse 13, it says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us together in perfect harmony. And I love this final verse here. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you're called to live in peace and always be thankful. It's interesting at the moment that we're finding ourselves maybe spending a lot more time with a smaller group of people than we might normally. This, this whole idea of, of you know, being, being isolated or, or separated out uh, is, is quite challenging. And, and I know a lot of people are talking about the strain and the pressure on relationships. Uh, it's, it's good to remember when we read this passage here that, that as Paul writes to a, a church... He's actually writing to people who themselves felt kind of isolated. They did feel separated. They they did feel uh, like uh, they they weren't a part of of life uh, as it was normally going on in the city that they were a part of. Uh, They were, in so many ways, going against the way other people were living. And and the challenge is, as, as we find ourselves kind of separated out or isolated the challenge is it can really exacerbate some of the frictions or the tensions. And so this passage is is actually speaking to people who who, uh, have made that decision to follow Jesus and is actually talking to them about how to get along with each other. And and if there's anything that we want to be upskilling in at the moment, it's how to get along with each other. Let's come out of this way better on that front than we actually went into this season. I mean, who isn't having that conversation and that thought at the moment. How am I going to come out on the other side of this? What's going to be different? Is this the chance? Am I actually going to come out fitter than I went in? Am I going to start these new habits? You know, I went out and and bought some uh, oil to, you know, oil up the the deck, because you know, why not now? It's something I've neglected for months, but hey, now's the time, right? Uh, What are these crazy habits and things you're going to chase down? We're probably thinking about the before and after in a lot of ways. And that's exactly what this passage talks about. It says, hey, there was an old you, and as a follower of Jesus, there's a new you. That's actually what God comes to do. We don't add Jesus to our world like another app on our device. Uh, A life of following Jesus is a new operating system. It is taking an old way of living and instead putting on a brand new way of living. In so many ways, we're going to look back on seasons like this And think of it in a before and after sense. We're making sure that um, we're trying to get our kids to write some journal thoughts down. Actually, what was this season like for them? Uh, Because sometimes we can lose sight of the significance of the change going on and what's happening in our worlds. And you've seen those photos uh, maybe on TV or on the reality shows, the sort of before and after ones. Maybe you've even got a, a before and after moment in your world. Maybe there was a, a way you used to look or think or act, and there is a, a new way of doing that. Maybe that's easy for you uh, to identify, but it really does feel like in in, you know, in this time we're in, there'll be a, uh, a before coronavirus and an after in so many parts of our worlds. And it's actually not a bad way to think uh, about our life in, in a whole bunch of ways, uh, because otherwise we can run the risk of just kind of tweaking around the edges, we can get into this pattern of behaving, where, where all we're doing is working on sort of minor uh, adjustments, just patching up a few little things. But sometimes when we stand back, those things actually become really obvious. And what we should have been doing is working on the underlying change that needs to take place. You see, there's power in change. Keeping up appearances is exhausting. Putting on a, a mask, putting on a temporary face, putting on something that maybe other people uh, you know see on the outside uh, seems sometimes to be the way to go, but it actually becomes exhausting trying to maintain and keep up uh, with that way of doing life. And, and in this time when we're exposed to each other in different ways through say social media etc, I think there's a, a, a real... Wrestle for us to think about, hey, am I actually gonna present the the real me? Am I gonna be vulnerable in a way that might actually help others? I know I don't mean, you know, on your necessarily on your worst days doing the, the sort of Facebook brain dump or your you know sobbing, uh, you know, ugly cry Instagram uh, post. Maybe, you know, maybe that's gonna help you, probably not gonna help others a whole lot, but but we can actually be a bit real and a bit vulnerable, not keeping up masks, but but actually letting some of that Stuff down, and instead of just trying to keep up or just make little minor adjustments around the edges, let's actually have a think about maybe what God's wanting to do in our lives at a time like this. To be honest, I've often struggled to make sort of minor adjustments to life. I promised myself that this would be a bunny-free year. You know that I I all I can go an entire year without eating any like Cadbury chocolate. But there is something about those Easter bunnies. I don't know what it is. I don't know why the ears and the feet of a chocolate Easter bunny are just the most magical taste when it's the same chocolate that comes in those blocks that I couldn't care less for all the rest of the year. But, you know, as I tried to tell myself, hey, hey, just ease off on that stuff. We're just going to go either low or none of that at the moment. um, I may have a few little emergency stashes of Easter bunnies uh, around the house at the moment and i may be and you know kind of giving myself more emergency excuses than i really need to at the moment i find it really hard to make those little adjustments for me the most successful changes in my life have been when i've really had a new paradigm and a new way of thinking about life actually understanding hey this plus that plus that or these these habits or patterns go together and that is not a healthy way of living instead if i have a new way of thinking about it Not just some new things I need to try and do. Like just trying not to eat a chocolate Easter bunny is one of the hardest things ever. You put one in front of me and ask me to try not to eat it, I'm going to really battle. But if I'm committed to a way of living that makes me not even want that thing, actually just go, you know, it's not even a part of my reality uh, anymore, then I actually find I can do that. And this is a real picture of the way we're called to live our life of faith in Jesus Christ. It's not just about minor adjustments. You know, it's not just like getting really good at washing your hands for a couple of months, as if that's what God does in our world. It's just kind of spot cleans us for a while. And then we slip back into old ways of thinking. I know there's a lot of people talking about that. Hey, what is going to last? What change that's going on in our habits, patterns and behaviors is going to carry through this season? What the Bible actually tells us is that there's an old you and a new you. It says that in Jesus Christ, you actually made a brand new creation. He's not just giving you a new list of rules to follow. He's not just said, well, you've got to try and behave like this now. This passage in Colossians and similar ones uh, throughout the New Testament, we'll look at some in Ephesians in a moment, actually talk about putting off and putting on. That's where this thought came for this message today. Are we dressing for success Are we actually getting up and putting on the right thoughts, the right mindsets, the right attitudes? Are we reminding ourselves that I'm actually full of power by the Holy Spirit, if you're a follower of Jesus, that I'm actually changed and transformed? I'm not just going out trying to be a nice person because people expect that of me. But have I actually got the capacity on the inside to make a difference uh, in this season? Not just the minor adjustments. Maybe we need a little bit of major surgery in this particular time. The reality is we've actually all got limits. We've got limits to our emotional capacity. Uh, It takes energy and effort to respond right to others. Uh, It takes energy and effort to be positive, to stay focused when you're trying to work in a different environment, maybe to overlook or to forgive or to even acknowledge that maybe you've been out of line at some point. All of that takes emotional energy, and that's not unlimited in our worlds. And so we can really easily run out of steam if we're trying to live life that way. I should do this. I need to work more on that. I've got to be nice. I've got to be positive. I, man, that, that drains me faster than anything. But I love that good news, that encouragement, that a life of faith in Jesus is about putting off this old nature and instead putting on the new one. Ephesians uh, chapter 4 and verse 21 picks up the same thought. And uh, reading through from there, it says, Since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him, throw off the old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception, and instead let, let's underline that together, let, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Let me read that to you again. I don't want you to miss it. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Allow the Holy Spirit to actually do something on the inside of you. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. I don't know about you, but I've never had a personal shopper or a style consultant. I know it's kind of hard to believe, right? But I haven't had that experience. And if you've ever seen behind the scenes of, of you know, maybe TV shows or the way movies are, are produced, so often there's somebody saying, hey, put this on. This is going to look better or this is going to work. And, and that's a little bit of what we're being told here. This is not all on you. It's not all on me. I'm going to go back to verse 23 and 24 there. It says, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. You know what my job is, and your job is, is to throw off the old, to actually acknowledge it. That's the first step, to say, you know what, there are some attitudes, there are some thoughts, there are some patterns of behavior, some actions, some ways that I speak, there's there's some stuff that's actually not okay. And I'm actually going to bundle all that up, I'm going to acknowledge it and recognize it, and I'm done with it. I'm just throwing that out of the picture. So that's my job. My job is to throw it all off. Then then my second job is to let. My second job is to let, maybe like that personal shop or a personal dresser for the movie stars, actually allow the Holy Spirit to transform you, to renew your thoughts and your attitudes. For me, that actually looks like getting away from it all, just finding a little bit of quiet time and space. And I find for me, it really helps helps me to do it sort of early on in the day before anything else, before I'm checking the news reports or the updates or anything else that's going on, but actually just to set myself apart and maybe even go through this and actually say it like that. Sometimes even walking and stepping it out, saying, I'm just letting go of stuff right now. Lord, I'm just putting off. Maybe yesterday wasn't so great. Maybe even as I woke up this morning, there's stuff crowding my mind and I'm getting stuck in these old ways of thinking. I'm just going to put that off. And Holy Spirit, I'm praying and I'm asking you to help me change. I'm asking you to renew my thoughts and my attitudes. I can feel the peace of God coming on me right now, even as I just say that. That's how great the presence of the Holy Spirit is. Maybe it's in your place where you're sitting uh, with your family, perhaps, uh, right now listening to this, or maybe just on your own. Maybe you can be just literally saying that, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you begin to change my thoughts, my attitudes? Instead, I want to put on this Brand new nature because I'm actually created to be like God. In in Jesus, I'm actually righteous. I'm created to be righteous and holy. You know, this means that I'm throwing off fear. It means that I'm throwing off anxiety and uncertainty. It means I'm dealing and throwing away frustration and said I can put on things like peace and hope and joy. Earlier on in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul starts uh, this passage off. By saying, therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord. That's not metaphorical. He was literally in jail. He says, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Each and every one of us right now have a calling from God. And that's to walk like Him. That's to be walking in Jesus' righteousness, to be transformed in the way we think and we act right to the people around us in our immediate vicinity, the people we're connecting with and encouraging right now. He says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. It's similar sort of language to what we heard in the letter to the other church in Colossians. So make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. I just want to finish on that thought there. This peace that binds us together. And we're thinking about peace. So often we think about Peace as if it's an absence, right? So peace is like the absence of strife. It means something has disappeared or is missing. But the way the Bible talks about peace is that peace is a presence, not an absence. Peace is the presence of a person. Peace is the presence of Jesus. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's in your home, in your workplace, in your car, wherever you're listening to this right now. It's the peace and the presence of Jesus Christ in your life that makes all the difference. That allows and enables you to let go and put off that old stuff and instead put on the right stuff. And so I want to pray for you right now that you'd experience that peace. And you might have never known that. Maybe you have experienced that and we're just going to believe together the peace of God's going to really fill your home right now. But maybe you've never experienced that. And in a moment, I want to talk to you a little bit more about how you can experience that peace. But let me pray for you as we just take a moment to to stand in this place and, and experience the peace of God. Lord, I thank you that your peace is a gift. Jesus, you said to your disciples, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. We're told that this peace, that it comes on and it clothes and it cloaks us. It guards our hearts and our minds. And we want to put that on, Lord. We want to throw off the anxiety and the fear and we put on your peace. I know that that's what people are experiencing right now. Wherever they're listening to this across our city, our nation and around the world. They can experience the peace of God for real. And if you're listening to this right now and you've never known that, you've never known what it is to experience peace. Maybe you thought that a life of following Jesus, uh, a life in a relationship with God, was all about all these things you had to do. Like you just had to add stuff to your life and that just sounded like too much hard work. Or maybe you felt like you didn't even know where to begin. I want to tell you that the first step is to actually put off the old like we've just been talking about. Actually accept the new that Jesus offers you. And putting off that old is, is about asking for God's forgiveness. It's taking ourselves out of the number one position in our lives and putting our trust in God. And you can do that right now by praying a prayer like this and saying, Jesus, would you come into my life? I need your forgiveness. I've lived in all sorts of ways that have not been right for you. And I want to ask your forgiveness. I'm sorry. I need you to make me right and make me brand new. I invite you into my life. I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. I want you to matter most, be number one. And as I experience your, your freedom and your peace and your forgiveness, Lord, I thank you that I am transformed from this day forwards. Thanks for listening to our latest Sunday message. If you would like to find out more about our church, just visit wwwc